Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And a very cold Scott Jans. <laughs> this is episode 93, Back Road Backpacking. We are now on Patreon.com, so if you'd like to support Trust the Trail, uh, please check out our Patreon.com forward slash Trust the Trail uh, Patreon page. Of course, starting in February, we are sharing even more podcasts, uh, more videos on how to for our patrons, and we'd love for you to be a part of our Patreon community. Plus, you can always receive our podcasts early before they hit all of the podcatchers. On this episode, we discuss backroad backpacking and finding the adventure in getting to your favorite trailhead. We share with you what we've most recently done to achieve even more of this opportunity. As this podcast is brought to you live from the backroads in Arizona, we will be offering some helpful insights into basic preparedness in getting to and from the trailheads. Yes. And so if you hear a whoosh of wind, <laughs> it is because we are whoosh, literally whoosh. out in the desert um, right before sunset. And it is, um, I'd say it's probably, I don't know, right now it feels like it's about high 40s, maybe yeah, low 50s. It's a little chilly. And the wind is making it uh, even colder. So uh, we are off of 525A outside of Sedona, Arizona, in between Sedona and Clarkdale. And for to kind of pinpoint our location for you guys, we are very, very close to the start of the Doggy Trail in the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. We're very close to that trailhead. We're also very close to the Kastner Mountain Trailhead. Um, we can go up to about 7,000 feet and look down into the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. So we're very close, mm -hmm. and we are parked here in our backpacking van that we're very excited. Very excited. That we have uh, we've built, and we are, are kind of testing the waters and traveling in it. And I've been out here for uh, about a week and a half, and uh, Ariane got here on Saturday, and her and I have just been roaming around, playing around, and uh, and finding really cool spots to do a <laughs> podcast in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been um, boondocking a lot of the time um, in this. Um, so we wanted to bring to you something a little bit more live in, in the field, um, wind sunset and all wind is a part of nature <laughs> folks um but we brought a lot more serious content to you recently uh you know with with more value um but this is designed just to kind of bring you guys back into it um a little bit more of a a fun quicker podcast um not to mislead you we kind of tossed it together at the very end um something that we just kind of felt was a little bit more right up our alley, just something we wanted to do. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, we we love finding different trailheads um, all over, especially in the southwest and the desert, because these forest roads go forever. And they're a little bit different than the southeast, where a lot of the southeast forest roads, um, and in the upper Midwest, Midwest, they're all logging roads. And so, but out here, the roads are a lot different. And so... Um, they're ranch roads and so you never know i mean you might be driving down a road where you think it's a road it could just dead end and so the maps are a little bit different they're a little bit more unique they're a little bit more of a mess um where there were specific logging roads in the southeast here you have hundreds of different roads in the backcountry, and um we really kind of wanted to 
you know, as we've been driving a lot of them this week, we're thinking, you know, we should do a podcast on what if things uh, don't end up going well in in one of these back roads. And so um, we wanted to kind of put together just a, a kind of a brief little, hey, maybe before you hit that trailhead, you know, do a, like a checklist in your truck, car, whatever vehicle you're going to drive through because um, our van has taken a beating this last <laughs> two weeks. So, um, and, and kind of like do a little backstory. We have, we built a backpacking van. Yeah, we did. We have yet to name it. We haven't named it. Maybe you guys can help us name the backpacking van. <laughs> but, Maybe you guys can help us name the backpacking van. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it is been a lot of fun. It is very cozy inside. Um, it was a means for us to be able to, explore a little bit more the way we want to explore with uh, less time constraints, yeah. uh, less in and out, um, a little bit longer of a duration and staying in one location um, it, 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 with a little bit of comfort added in. Yeah, so what we did was we found that um, when we get to these trailheads, there's a lot of times that we'd like to stay and explore. Um, but either because of a time restraint or we have to, what, whatever the case is, um, you know, or someone shuttled us there, <laughs> we, you know, had to pay for a shuttle. We thought it would be kind of nice if we could just make our own little, um, kind of home away from home. And when we get off the trailhead, take a hot shower. Wait, what? Hot shower? Yep. Um, and make a, maybe make a cup of, maybe brew some coffee. You know, or some, or something like that. Luck, a little perk. So we we made a camper van. We built a camper van, and it's really a backpacking van. And we've got 200 watts of solar. We've got a it, coffee maker. It holds all of our gear. All of our backpacking gear. Every single ounce of climbing gear, backpacking gear, you name it. Mm -hmm. Our winter gear is in there. Uh, Ariane's been cuddled up in a minus 15 degree <laughs> feathered friends sleeping bag it's coming handy <laughs> so um all i get is a blanket and the two dogs but um it, it really it really helps because you know we can all of our gear is right there so if we need to shift and get an extra jacket out if we need to shift and get some more gear out or maybe we have a really good climbing opportunity or maybe there's something that we would like to do spontaneously we have all of our gear with us and on really, really crappy days when it's raining, um, maybe we can wait the rain out. Maybe we can, you know, maybe we hunker down in the van for a day and wait until the next day for better weather. So it really provides a lot more flexibility with us. And uh, so, so far it's been okay. Yeah, well, so far it's been great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I would say um, uh, we have uh, been jumping around with purpose on this trip in particular, um, coming to see Scott's dad, spending time with family, and uh, really just um, kind of exploring. Uh, but we have such beautiful land to backpack out in, in here, and it's, I'm just... I'm really excited to hit the trails. Yeah, yeah, and Sycamore Wilderness Canyon is an absolutely beautiful. You're, you're, you've got Oak Creek Canyon, you've got Sycamore Wilderness 
Canyon, and then you've got the Red Rocks of Sedona. Um, if you can't find something to do out here, you're not trying because it's right there. Um, everything from cycling to uh, canoeing to uh, kayaking, a little bit of the Verde River, to car camping, to backpacking, to just day hiking. Uh, I mean, it it's you have everything is absolutely beautiful out here really really pretty so we'll, we'll so as we've been driving the van we thought you know maybe we should talk about you know a checklist when you come out here yeah so uh, 35% of all roads in the United States are dirt roads they're unpaved they provide access to undisclosed areas you know areas that um, are either trailheads or this that or the other but 35% of all roads built yeah I mean and all of them are really old <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them not maintained no uh, to the extent <laughs> no um, those are, there's no every once in a while maybe they'll grade it right every once in a while right. saw these every maybe 10 years maybe they'll dump some new rock that will flatten all your tires you know maybe you know but i think the i think the thing is is that you know um it's uh you've got to make sure that what you're what you're what you're preparing for is is what if i get a flat tire what if i get stranded what if um, things don't go right. And so if you've listened to our podcast before, you know Ariane and I have had three flat tires on forest roads. And we've had a friend that have had a flat tire in front of us. And two of our flat tires happened 100 yards apart from each other. So, you know, it's it can happen. So, and that's one of the things that we want to talk to you guys about. We kind of give you a checklist to make sure when you go, whether it's a forest road, um and out here out west all of the national forest roads have what they call washes i know we have a lot of podcast listeners from california and you guys all get this but in the southeast um you'll see a road you'll see a sign that says um blah 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 creek and you're like but there's no water in it well <laughs> if it rains there'll be water in it and so a lot of the desert out here um, can flash flood very very easily and you do not want to get caught with your pants down um out in the southwest when it rains so it's always a good idea to do a checklist and make sure you know the terrain where you're going to go head out to and do some homework um check you know like reviews of these roads or you can almost find any kind of review on any kind of forest road via an app or just doing your homework because some of these roads are really sketchy <laughs> sketchy is an understatement but it, it, it's more about the main they're they're maintained or not maintained um and exactly what type of vehicle you have um able to able to um navigate on those roads um so you know you may have roads that are washed out uh rutted extra rocky um you know you have narrow uh narrow passageways um a ton of obstacles and obviously weather uh, brings an entire new set of challenges to any road any oh, dirt road oh well yeah absolutely because like out here there's no trees i mean you are so vulnerable to wind 
it, unbelievable. So when you, you know, before you leave your home, especially if it's going to go on a weekend trip or a multi-day trip, do a checklist. Make sure you have a spare tire. Make sure you have the jack. Make sure you know how, how to, change to change the tire. spare tire, <laughs> you know, and, and it might be worthwhile to invest into a regular tire instead of one of the, like, the little mini tires that they give you. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's not going to, that's not going to do diddly. You know, that would never make it out on this forest road we were on today. <laughs> you're going to find that you uh, break your axles in the meantime. Uh, but also when you're traveling on really, um, I would say dirt roads but also uh, very gravel uh, based roads it's always a good idea to kind of let some of the air out of your tires not a lot but just enough to deflate it to where it doesn't take all the brunt it's a good way of um, ensuring that your your tires are going to be able to absorb all that impact um, so tire maintenance is a must if you are traveling on these back roads in any area in the United States it is always always a good idea to go ahead and learn some basic tire maintenance um, basic maintenance of your car it always comes in handy because these dirt roads they are a lot more inaccessible <laughs> um, you will get a lot more traffic in some of these um, areas depending on how I say populated the trailhead may be um, and so you're probably always going to seek some help um, if something were to go wrong, but uh, rest assured, the more remote you get, uh, the less traffic there is. Um, and so, you know, just basic maintenance is always very important. Yeah, and the thing is, it's the mud. You know, like Ariane just said, sometimes, you know, these trailheads are often popular and you, you get a lot of traffic. Well, sometimes a lot of traffic is great if you're looking for help, but it's also worse when you do have a lot of rain. Um, I saw cars... This last week in the desert, we had a day and a half of rain in the desert, and I saw a car turn and and it, the car just sunk all the way to its to its axle. <laughs> so you know, like, and that's the other thing. Like sometimes, you know, like dirt roads, it looks okay to drive on. It looks like it's stable, but you know, you have no how you have no idea how much the you know the ground is saturated or just just sinkable. And so in that case. You know, you have to be prepared. You have to have a, you know, carry, an, carry extra food, carry extra blankets. Just make sure that, you know, you may be stuck there for a day trying to get your car out. Um, norm, most of the time, you're, someone's going to drive by. But for that day that you're panicking, <laughs> like, I don't know how to get out, um, it's always a good idea just to, you know, put a couple extra mountain house foods in there. A couple extra oatmeal is a great, great meal to uh, cook because you need very little water and you're going to get a hot meal. Well, just think about what you put in your backpack. Yeah. Uh, you put shelter, you put warmth, you put food, you put hydration. Those are the basic needs. Um, that you definitely want to stock. Um, extra clothes is not necessary, but the warmth aspect of it is. Um, everybody has heard the horror stories of people stranded, um, and they're lacking those basic necessities, warmth, shelter, um, 
you know, food, uh, means of water. So those are always just key to kind of keep in your car at all given points. Um, well, I mean, trust me, it'll help you. Just look what happened in Atlanta during Snowmageddon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people were stuck on... I don't think on, people are familiar with People were stuck on the expressway for days. Um, but, but it really is, you know, I mean, we're kind of making light of it, and but th- we see it happen all the time. We always see someone changing a tire on um, a forest road. We always see someone asking for help. We see people run out of gas because they underestimated just how long the forest road was. You know, like, well, I didn't know. I mean, 10 miles, like, it's like, well, it's only seven miles to the trailhead. Yeah, at, at two miles per hour. And so it may take you a very long time to get to that trailhead. Um, and which, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, which is exactly why it's always a really good idea. Uh, one, always check the weather. Uh, two, um, check reviews. And this seems strange because you're always looking at reviews on the trail, um, on the trail itself, right. or you know, whatever it may be, but looking at it from an entirely different perspective and looking at it as like, well, it's just the means to get there. Look at reviews on the trailhead itself. Um, there's so many sources out there that can provide that detail. Um, and you know, looking at boondocking sites, part of the trailhead to get there, these are all really good resources to tell you exactly how navigatable is that a word? Yeah. Navigatable. Navigatable. That, and there goes our wind barrier. There goes our wind barrier. <laughs> um, how navigatable these roads may or may not be. Um, it's just like when you mountain bike and you aren't supposed to be riding the trails when it's wet because it ruts the trail out and it makes it more challenging. Um, and it kind of ruins that surface space. It's, 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 it's a similar aspect. Looking at it as, well, what was the previous weather and how, you know, how am I going to be able to navigate into there? Um, everybody has a different vehicle to get to that area. Yeah, and another tip, this is a really good tip if you want to search a forest road. If you really want to search a forest road, especially on BLM land um, or through a national forest, always go to the RV community. You may think, what? Well, those guys go in there um, and they boondock all the time. Uh, But check the RV community, especially, you know, people that do a lot of year-round camping on the forest roads. Because normally those forest roads are going to go by a campground. And RVers always love to go past the campground and boondock in the desert like we are right now. So that's not a bad idea if you want to get a review for a forest road, specifically to a trailhead. A lot of times people say, how to get to the trailhead? Well, take 89A to 525A, go six miles, and you're at the trailhead. Okay, great. What does 528, what, what is that road like? And that's where they're so excited to tell you about the trail. They forgot to tell you that the road is hell. <laughs> so, you know, you have to, you have to be kind of creative there. Uh, and then certain states also make geographical uh, geology maps for all these forest roads. So you can find uh, forest roads in a specific county, uh, a county, a, um, a, um, Uh, Sometimes a national forest area has them. Sometimes the state has them. And so I know, for example, the uh, Calib National Forest in Arizona, the Grand Canyon, they have their own just forest road map. 
And so I, I found it on accident at REI. <laughs> and so, you know, you get that map and you're like, ah, that's where that goes. That, and it, they don't have the trailheads. They just, it's just a forest road map because there are forest roads sometimes that you, if you take a wrong turn, you could go for days without yeah. ever, ever finding the other end of that road, yeah, especially to, in the desert. Yeah, I would have to say that that, that type of map have, has come in handy more frequently than a, tra a trail map. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, because these roads out here, they're not, I wouldn't say out here, I would say any dirt road isn't, it's, it's not as identified as um as your trailheads are no. or i would say your trail intersections are oh god no Trails oh are better no maintained yeah yeah absolutely are, so. you know absolutely and the other thing too lastly is like always let people know your route um you know there's nothing better than if you do have cell service you've told somebody okay i'm on this forest road i'm gonna have this trailhead and something goes wrong and you can call. If you don't have a uh, cell service, which is a lot of times the case, although it's getting better, um, that at least they know, well, I know they're on this horse road. I know they're here. And that could really help you if, if you, you know, if your car breaks down or you need help, it's always, always, always so important to let people know your itinerary from start i'm going down this road i'm taking this forest road i'm gonna be up this trailhead my car will be here i'll be backpacking for three or four days on this trail i'm doing that intersection i'm looping back around i'll be back you know monday morning at two o'clock if you do not hear from me by four o'clock on monday here's the ranger number and then give this exact itinerary to the ranger's office come find me stuck in the mud come find me stuck in the mud <laughs> <laughs> and so that is probably the most important thing is let people know where you're going plan and prepare is probably the most common sense i mean it's just so logical but you'll be surprised at how many people don't do that well, it's the last thing that you're thinking of when you're thinking about taking your adventure it's it, it, all the you've you've done all the planning and you don't think about the other end of if something were to not go as planned yeah absolutely so so this is a really short podcast you guys uh we yeah. are in the desert it's it's the sun is setting um i'm starting has set. to it has set <laughs> i'm starting to see much uh, quicker than i'm expected. starting to see things freeze <laughs> it's really uh, chilly <laughs> it's chilly I'm, like, I'm, I'm really cold ariana's frozen <laughs> um but we you know i think we think it's important to do a podcast about the outdoors in the outdoors and so um yeah we have a lot of wind and yeah we have a little nature to deal with but you know that's who we are and that's our that's that's what we want to bring to you guys um if you want to check out our facebook group our community trust the trail podcast community um we went live um during this podcast um for our community and you can watch the replay of ariane actually Freezing. shivering live <laughs> and been. so and you I can wonder if you can hear that and you can watch the sunset that was behind us so anyway guys thank you so much for listening and bearing the wind noise and everything else we really really super appreciate it and uh, we'll be back uh next week and in the meantime trust, trust the, the trail. trail bye you guys Thank <laughs> you.